Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Building Sustainability. This is a bite-size episode, so it's just a short 10-minute nugget of building sustainability. Enjoy. I'm Flo. I'm a woodworker and a traditional craftswoman. And I'm recording this on International Women's Day. So I thought it would be quite fitting to talk about the subject of women in workshops. Now, obviously, I am one of those. (laughs) And I have been in a few different iterations. I've worked in different workshops on building sites, and I've worked primarily with men. The role that women have in the woodworking world and the impact that we have on the industry is pretty amazing. And I thought it would be interesting to expand a little on my experience and hopefully, maybe in a small way, inspire some other women to give it a go. Okay, so I don't want to harp on about the disparities in the workshop between men and women and how shocking it is how few women work in the building sector or how young women still don't feel like there's an easy way into this line of work. Because even though all those things are true, I don't want to add to the noise surrounding it, nor do I want to fetishise women in the workshop. We shouldn't be applauding when, yay, finally a woman is working with wood, (laughs) because there's so many of us, and it shouldn't be a shocking thing to see a woman in a workshop. Trust me, some people still think this, and if I had a pound for every time a delivery man gave me a double take um, when I was working in a workshop, I'd be a rich lady. (laughs) I just want to talk about the subject gently and demystify it slightly and maybe encourage a few other badass women carpenters. So when I was growing up, um, I mean, I still am, let's be honest, (laughs) there were very few women woodworkers on my radar. This is probably just because I wasn't exposed to them as a young woman, and I wasn't really aware that it was even a possibility. I remember we had a career talk at school once, and 
I went to an all-girls school, just for context. And the lady who was giving us the talk, bless her, told us that only 50% of us would ever have to pay off our student debt because we would get married and then we wouldn't have to work. <laughs> and those that did work would probably be a secretary or maybe a nurse. And even though I didn't take this to heart, I think subconsciously I did grow up thinking I should only use my brain and not my hands. I couldn't do anything practical because that was for men. And I mean, <laughs> I was born in 1994, you know. <laughs> the creative industries clearly weren't for me. So off to university I went and four years later, out I came with a BSc in renewable energy and, let's be honest, a very basic level of knowledge in the subject. So I wind on a few years and I remember seeing some pictures of people carving spoons and making things out of wood and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I remember seeing a woman using an axe and thinking it was probably the most badass thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> Little old Flo would never have believed it, but a few years later, that was me. <laughs> My first proper experience working in a workshop setting was at a place in Wales called Down to Earth. If you don't know, it's a really incredible organisation that supports groups of hard-to-reach people and the people in the local community, improving mental and physical health through the creation of natural buildings and outdoor learning. I was 21 at the time, and despite the overwhelmingly positive and inclusive working environment, I still felt like I didn't really belong there. I was constantly worried about making mistakes and that they would think I was bad at the job. And this is all obviously in my head, because in reality, they taught me so much in a really gentle, attentive way, and I left with some really valuable experience under my belt. But why was that that I felt so out of place? Probably because the patriarchal capitalism that drives our economy is so ingrained in those working environments, and in turn, in people's opinions of them, it shapes the attitude to work and the people in the workshops and on building sites in a really negative way. It encourages masculine tendencies and it discourages and makes fun of the feminine ones. I found myself in the past playing up to the stereotype that women don't belong. And when I worked in a workshop, I was all too quick to jump on the defensive. And I felt the overwhelming urge to prove myself. It's an anxiety-riddled place to be and constantly comparing yourself and your work to others and to men who probably have made way more mistakes and way worse mistakes than I ever did. After that first experience, I worked in a variety of different workshops with a huge range of people. Some have been the most brilliant, amazing, fun teams of people where we've had a real laugh and we've got the job done and we've had a really fun time. And some of those who aren't so brilliant. Teams of men where I genuinely felt a little bit uncomfortable at times. And I felt like I couldn't ask questions or ask to borrow a tool because it would be met with an immediately cruel and teasing response. Building sites where I would go and eat my lunch in the car because I wanted to avoid the, <laughs> to put it bluntly, disgusting and offensive chat from the rest of the team. And jobs where I'd have to go and have a little cry in the portly because I was on my period and I couldn't explain to the men I worked with that, well, I'm sorry, I can't lift that massive beam because, well, my womb won't let me today. 
I've had it incredibly easy. I know that. And I've heard horror stories from other women and men being treated so badly during their careers. But our experiences are all relative. And I've had some that I wouldn't really wish to repeat. That being said, I am now lucky enough to be part of a huge community of wonderful, talented, inspiring people, a lot of whom are women. Women who are just cracking on, making amazing things and quietly chipping away, excuse the pun, and not making a big song and dance about it. <laughs> I'm going to ask Jeffrey to put a list of some of those women in the description so you can ogle at their amazing work. I was racking my brain the other day to try and think of some larger commercial workshops that have notably gender balanced themes, and it was pretty hard. <laughs> One that sprung to mind was Sebastian Cox, who are a furniture making workshop in London. And I had a really lovely chat with Indy, who's the workshop supervisor, about her experience working there. So at Sebastian Cox, the team consists of five women, four men and two non-binary folk, which is, I mean, it's amazing. And the best thing is that Indy said it isn't even spoken about that gender balance in the team isn't really ever mentioned. She said it just happened that way. She's just part of the team. She's not the token female. And I've been the token female. <laughs> it's not fun. Having a number of women on the team makes them look more approachable and appealing to women thinking of applying to a job. Indy said that when she walked in and saw that there was a few women in there working, she immediately felt really comfortable and at ease. Something I thought recently and Indy agreed with is that having a more a more gender balanced team might have a really positive effect on the work being produced. If people feel more at ease and comfortable at work, they're more likely to work more efficiently and in general have more fun, which leads to better work. So let's be honest, it's a win win. <laughs> having more of the feminine traits in a team and I'm really generalising when I say this, but things like compassion and sensitivity and attention to detail, etc., etc., balance out the more kind of male tendencies in most workshops, the kind of macho, strong tendencies. And this creates a balanced, well-rounded team and a healthier working environment. I'm going to wrap up my little chat here, but... Something I get asked a lot is how you get into woodworking and crafts. What steps could a young woman take to start working as a carpenter? For me personally, I kind of fell into it in a way. I fell in love with it as a hobby and it slowly took up more and more of my time. And now it's kind of all I do. <laughs> I pursued something that I loved and I got better at it over time. And I worked for free a lot and I still do. <laughs> but I did it because I loved it. And I would try and find that thing that makes you feel that way. Take some workshops and some classes and read books. But most importantly, just start making things. Ask questions to other makers and make connections. And as I always say to people, you could just start by carving a spoon. <laughs> you never know where it might take you. OK, that's enough out of me. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.